Welcome to Karate in the Garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Walth. And kickstart for the 25th of September. So this will be the last one for the month. Huh. Wow. September has come and gone. September. September. We got one oh, more boy. for it. Got one, one more. September. One more September that we're gonna recording later on this weekend. We Yay. If you guys were enjoying the month, I, I hope you are. It's a, definitely a, a mixed bag. And funny enough, we didn't discover this until after we'd already dropped the Patreon release that it, it was Stephen King's birthday last week. So I was doing Christine was planned in no, that way. No, it was planned. Come on. <laughs> planned we, it. We don't. Sure. I mean, I don't give a shit. I mean, I'm, I track Stephen King. I send Stephen King a birthday card every year. Just every get year. Get out of here. He's such a sweet man. For, yeah, you know, he sure. He back. A little vile. Yeah. Never mind, Kimmy. <laughs> she, that was a super breezy conversation. And, 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 yeah, uh, it was fun, man. I mean, yeah, it's a fun movie. I mean, and God, yeah. how many times have you seen it? Yeah. Right? I feel like it, I feel like we probably have seen Christine more than any other movie we covered on here. Probably, yeah. For Except sure. For maybe, yeah, no, I guess I would say yes, hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, we got. Um, there's some. There's some. Uh, I didn't pick up that extra since we talked about it, but the reviews have been pretty solid. I wanted to kind of do a quick follow up on that. There was this, an issue. I don't know, like twelve, thirteen years ago, when they re-released the French Connection, and Billy had like got in there and retimed, did color retiming on it. I have both of it. I have, I have that uh, version of the, of it and it, it suffers from whatever, yeah. <laughs> whatever was done to it. Yeah. He oversaw that one, but this one for the exorcist, he oversaw it too. But from, if you look at one review of the digital bits, who I've always really trusted, I really liked, like what they've done because back when there was nobody reporting on HD, anything that was them, they were ones taking care of it. They actually gave it a four and a half out of five on the video on the 4K. So it tells me that there's a lot more, a lot less scrutiny put underneath it as opposed to Blu-ray.com, which is they lose their shit about it. But Digital Bits does talk about the fact there is color timing changes. But he worked with the DP and everything Billy did, and it's supposed to not suffer the same troubles that French Connection did. What I did find interesting, and somebody said, I kind of do agree with the in the review that I read for uh, from the digital, I'm sorry, from Blu-ray.com, and that was maybe just do to the to the director's cut and leave the theatrical alone. But apparently, um, the color timing was changed on both. Yeah. Uh, speaking of The Exorcist, I made the giant mistake after our long ramble about The Exorcist. <laughs> I, yes, you did. Fuck, I, was, I woke up around 2 o'clock in the morning because Henry was like, had to get up and go to the bathroom. I couldn't go back to sleep. And I flipped it over and, oh, hey, look, The Exorcist. I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck, I'll watch The Exorcist at 2 in the morning. How? What could go wrong? Uh, dude, yeah. F- 25 minutes into the movie, I was like terrified and was like, why did I do this to myself? Yeah. Turned it off and then couldn't go back to sleep. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, it's an, an effective ass movie. And I was talking to my mom about that last week. <laughs> I went to go take her to her appointment, and I said, "Mom, you know," and I does and I double check. By the way, I know I talked about it during the episode, but I, I did double check with her, and she goes, "No, I I saw it that one time with your dad in the movie theater, and I never saw it again." And she's just like, yeah, the movie is too real. It's too steeped in reality. And like even 50 years later, it still feels like, I don't know, like I said, maybe I saw it too young. I don't know. My mom doesn't do scary movies anyway. So for her to say that, <laughs> that she was so affected by it, you know, back when it first came out, isn't much of a stretch, but. 
Well, it's weird because I don't know if I would even consider it a horror film. That's what's the weird part about it. No. Well, no. I mean, it's... I mean, in the sense of the, the, the time when it came out, I mean, I don't think they planned it as a horror film. You know what I mean? I think it was, um, you know, they were just making a movie and it just was, right. you know, became a thing. And, you well, know. Yeah, because well, they weren't, that wasn't part of anybody's filmmaking need back then was to pitch genre or right. it's this meets this. I mean, they weren't doing that to the late 80s and of. Right. Yeah, it's, it makes sense because that's the, back when they just made movies. Like, hey, this is the movie yeah. I want to make. All right, cool. Hey. Here's your money. Right. Like Jaws wasn't, when they made, when they went to make Jaws, they weren't like, hey, we're making a summer blockbuster and it's got to have this, this, you know, it was none of that. It's just, that's what it was. And then it just be, hey, it just, you know, when you look back at it, it's like, oh, Jaws is the first summer blockbuster. Like, <laughs> yeah, but I, they didn't plan it, I don't think, you know, and I don't no. think they planned, I don't think The Exorcist was, you know, it was just supposed to be like a psychological, it was based on a novel and, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But it's fucking freaky as fuck. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. And here's the thing: I don't, I don't need it to be two a.m. out where you live. Yeah, <laughs> I no mean, shit. Man. It could be two o'clock in the afternoon with the blinds open. And the movie will still fuck with you. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, a, it's it's a rough one, man. Yeah. Um, but again, it, it's it's you know when you're watching it, it's it's, it's weird because I couldn't look away and I couldn't turn it off. Yeah. You know. Until I was just like, I, I can't watch any more of this. Like I started looking at the window and seeing faces <laughs> and shit in the big fucking window because it's completely black outside. There's no light outside at my house. Oh, man. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. And it, was, it hasn't been exactly not overcast, too. So if there's any potential moonlight popping in, it ain't coming out. <laughs> Zero. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, anyway, that's my uh, exorcist. <laughs> I'm not, and I won't be buying that 4K. No, <laughs> exactly. I'm not going to, I don't, like I said, I don't know if I'm, who knows when I'm going to watch that shit again. Uh, you know, I, I guess we talked about, it. I, I'll watch Exorcist 3 anytime it pops up. I don't care. I was bummed we missed that one Beyond Fest screen they had for it. That, that kind of sucked. But what are you going to do? Oh, so to 26, guess what comes out in 26? One of my top five favorite movies from 2022, and that's Moon Age Daydream is coming out on Criterion 4K. I'm very Moon excited Age about that. Daydream. Yeah, man, that was a, that's a good one. Yeah, the, so the, the, this is that sub, a decent September um, release that the, to close out the Criterion for the month. There's that that reissue of La Bamba for its. I kind of miss its its cutoff. That would have been its what 35th last year, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. 87. Yeah, sounds right. Yeah, but also something that you sent me a couple of days ago, and I didn't realize they were getting this kind of treatment for it, but this year is also the 30th anniversary of Al Pacino in Carlito's Way from yeah. Brian De Palma. There's something about this movie that I always get a kick out of, and it's it's the supporting cast is so solid, but <laughs> having a... Vigo Mortensen being in his wheelchair, man. And he's like, I can't fuck, man. I, I laugh <laughs> every time he does a line. I can't fuck. His accent is <laughs> it's not what it should be. And it is always like the funniest part of the movie to me. Because I, I'll start laughing before it even happens. But I'd actually over just the, it's the only time I laugh in the movie because the movie's really good. I like Penelope Ann Miller's plays it like a good. Yeah, she she's good in it, but she she's she's her usual self, and she's very much who she is. And this is who she is in Big Top Pee Wee. She's not much. There's not much of a variance there. Who, Valeria Galino? No shit. I wish she was in this. <laughs> no, uh, but no, the cast is solid. Um, 
who else really stands out for me in it? Um, oh, dude, there's so many. Well, Louise Guzman's fantastic in it. And Sean's great. And uh, dude, the whole movie is, is, is a good time. I remember seeing, I paired this up with Kiss of Death years ago, just to kind of sit around, oh, well, here's a good double duty here. And I'd, I mean, not that they're comparable. I mean, other than the fact that they take place in New York, that really wasn't anything that's only comparable between them. I just thought they were interesting thrillers and that, that didn't really have anything to do with each other other than the location. But I liked it. I liked them. It was a good pairing. Carly is way solid. And, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, you got Leguizamo's in it as well. And James Rebhorn, RIP. And I mean, there's a ton of people, you know, what movie I always kind of paired this movie with, um, was Q and a Sydney Lamette's Q and a, because yeah. they are kind of similar. Like they're right around from the same time period. They're in that same weird world in that, like Armand DeSante's character from Q and a seems like he could just cross right over into Carlito's way. Sure. He would show up as a friend of Carlito or, you know, an enemy of Carlito or, you know, but Leguizamo as Benny Blanco. I, I so in, in a lot of ways, I like Carlito's way more than I like Scarface, weirdly enough. I mean, I, I you know, I don't hate Scarface, but I'm saying well, like, given the choice, I usually pick this over Scarface. Here's the thing about Scarface for me. I still don't get it. I, I don't get the... I don't get the, the the lore around the movie. I don't get the the love the way the way it gets it. And I, I it's I mean it's okay. I don't think much of it. If anything, it's just humorous to me. It's just it's not my favorite. It certainly isn't my favorite De Palma movie. No, no. I mean, I, I know people who yeah, I know people who worship the movie. I think it's okay. But again, I would pick this over that. Or you know, I mean, I would probably watch Body Double over uh, before I would watch uh, Scarface. And if you sit there and say it's a proximity thing, right? Because of the age we were when when Body Double came out, I'm like, well, Scarface was just before. It's not like it. Yeah, it's like only one year. It's not that we're so far removed. For it. it's just, I think Body Double is a better movie, and I don't, I don't, know, I just don't dig. I, don't, I just, I don't know, man. I, I can't tell you the last time I, I even, I even I can't saw tell you the last time I watched the entire thing, Scarface. I mean, I've had to look at scenes for people like directors that want to, oh, I want to do this. Do you ever see Scarface? Yeah, I've seen Scarface. You know, I'll go back and look at the scene or whatever. But yeah, I I can't remember the last time I've actually seen the movie. But I can tell you the last time I watched Carlito's Way. And that was about four weeks ago. (laughs) Like it was the beginning. It was in mid-August. Really? Yeah, I just watched it because it was was on one of the streaming channels. And I came across it and was like, oh, fuck, I haven't seen Carlito's Way in a long time. Let me watch that. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of weird things. Like I've, I watched Out of Sight the other day, which I hadn't seen in ages. Yep. You know, we talked about covering that at one point, and, it's, and I felt like that it's such a well-covered movie. Not necessarily like on podcast or like that, but it's it's like one of his most discussed movies. So from Soderbergh, and so it's not really. It's because of who's in it. Right. And well, there's just not. Yeah. I mean, we don't. We, we always say we we don't have any. We don't have an interesting, unique take on it. So what's right. the point? <laughs> right. We'll talk about it here in Kickstarter and how much we both love the shit out of it. And dude, fucking Albert Brooks, man. God damn it, he's so great in that. Dude, he's great in that. We speaking of Albert Brooks, we could talk about Drive because we do have we do have an interesting take on Drive because. Yes. Because I, I can, I can, I can tell stories that nobody else can. <laughs> well, we've been talking about doing that as a commentary for a bit, so maybe we'll do that. Yeah. So there's so much coming out on on Tuesday. It's ridiculous. Like it, like there, there's a lot of 4K releases, and one of the other ones is coming out again from Warner Brothers. Actually, this is coming from Shout Select, but another Warner Brothers title is Natural Born Killers, 
And I'm surprised at the release because the 30th is next year. Why would you put it out now? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's a I weird mean, one. Uh, Maybe it just be a licensing thing. Maybe they only have a license for so long. Who knows? Sure. I mean, because that, that thing seems like a movie that's bounced around a lot because I feel like, the, you know, I'm trying to remember that first, when it was first released on that special edition DVD, it wasn't, uh, it was, you know, it wasn't a boutique thing, but it was definitely not like, you know, it wasn't Warner Brothers or Universal. It was, you know, some, one of those DVD companies that doesn't exist anymore. Right. Like yeah. Polygram or someone. I don't remember. But yeah, it's it, funny that fuck 30 years already. Wow. Crazy. That's bizarre. Yeah. Dude, what I didn't send you was, did you see the imprint releases for December? Yes. I saw Fuck it. me, dude. Why? Now there's a Sidney Lamette box set that I can't buy. I know. You don't, dude, you don't, hey, don't, you just buy it. No, I'll buy it in January. <laughs> it's not going to be there in January. You know no, how we'll they see. are. There's 1,500 um, copies. Look, if it's meant to be, it'll be meant to be. It meant to be, you just buy the fucker in December. <laughs> the funny thing is I own most of those fuckers. Well, if I if I order it in December, it won't be delivered till January anyway. So, I, you know, I could. That counts. Technicalities. Fucking loophole, man. Loopholes. Loophole. But it. there's also a Marlon Brando fucking, you know, I was like, God damn it. But I own all those fucking movies individually already anyway. So, except for the Countess from Hong Kong, the, uh, the Charlie Dude. Chaplin directed movie. Okay, this this have you noticed this has been happening lately where they're putting out releases like okay, yeah, I already got all this shit, but that one thing that yeah. you don't have. Totally. Yeah. Because we talked about Prey coming out, you know, the fourth movie in the Predator series. Yep. It's coming out on the third of October. And I'm like, I'm excited for it. My friend Angela Catanzaro, she did the um she was the editor on the film on the movie. She's on the panel that's the part of the extras, but she's also on the commentary with, with Dan Trackenberg as well as a couple other people from the, from the film. I thought, you know how Disney is <laughs> and Fal Fox was, hey, we're going to put out this Predator box set and this is the only way you're going to be able to get Prey is like this. And, mm -hmm. and so I thought for sure they're going to do that. But these boutique shops are doing that more and more. So I'm not surprised to hear about, yeah, you know, like, oh, I got all those, but fucking imprint were that one movie that I don't have. I mean, are they still selling on the side or is it just in the box? No, no, I think they're just in the box set. But, I mean, the thing is, is what they're putting in the box set are still obscure movies. Right. And they probably have some really great extras that aren't on, you know, because a lot of what I, the versions I have them are Kino ones. And, you know, Kino, unless you're getting a special edition Kino, they're not loaded with fucking extras. They have like no. trailers and maybe some things on them, maybe commentary right. and the normal stuff. But I mean, you know, Imprint, again, like we talked about all the time, Imprint does, you know, they do these things right. And that's, you know, you know, so there's that guys. Lamette and Brando, if that's your thing. Yeah. <laughs> December. There, and there's two others that are coming from um, Kino on the 4K side. And these are these are two that, I guess if they weren't 4Ks, you probably would have seen them. But Thunderbolt and Lightfoot and The Train yep. are both getting 4K treatments on Tuesday. Dude, no shit. I mean, yeah. fuck. <laughs> Fucking Train. I think I, uh, I think I still own that on DVD. I own the DVD from when it came out. But I also own that uh, the Twilight Time Blu-ray, which is fantastic. Again, that's a movie, man. It's funny because a lot of people don't see it. When you say the train, they automatically default to Runaway Train for some reason. You know, it's a, it's, it's a Frankenheimer movie that uh, right. I think it came right after Manchurian and right before, you know, sometime yeah, in 64, that. 64, yeah. You know, sometime in that mid, those mid-60s um, 
But man, what a fucking movie that is. I remember seeing it on a big screen in college. It was the first time I'd ever seen it. And I was like, fuck. I had no idea. You you pointed out the Twilight Time aspect of it, and it's great. And the, one of the things I like about the Twilight cover is that they went black and white because the movie's in black and white. Yeah. But no, it's fucking 4K release, just like Kino's uh, Blue release has a color, has like the movie poster, like watercolor style. Yeah. yeah. I'm like going, I mean, it's cool looking and all that, but I'm like, can just, I think it's always, I always found it weird when they put out color posters for movies that are black and white. <laughs> I never understood that. Yeah, me neither, man. It's like, what are you doing? What, what was the other one? I just saw it, and I was like, uh, I feel like it was HUD or something. There was a, there's a HUD poster that's, you know, the movie's in black and white, and it's in color. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Or is HUD in black and white? Uh, maybe I'm fucking crazy. No, no, HUD's color, isn't it? Uh, no, maybe. We, no shit. Maybe it's not. I or think maybe HUD's I'm thinking in of black and white. Dude, every time I think of HUD, I think of The Hustler, and then I started thinking, about, oh, it's black and white. You know what I well, mean? Well, The Hustler I, is black and white for sure. You no, know, but I mean, I get that. That's where my head goes. Oh, you know, HUD is black and white. It's, yeah, but, okay, but it I is. saw a poster of it that was, and it's not the original poster. It's not the one with Newman standing there in shades and, you know, and certain words are in red. But it's like a, it's like that watercolor treatment, like, and I'm like, yeah, ah. you know, it's cool if the movie came out in the '70s because <laughs> that's what it looks like. Yeah, it looks more '70s than uh, I don't know why they do that. You like with the with that orange tint look, that whole yeah, yeah. I don't know. They do that with Little Big Man too. They're trying yep. to bring attention because that's back when in, for newspaper ads they were doing that because they're. Black. It was all black and white until you got to the calendar section on, on in the LA Times, and then you had your color like the first. I don't know. Yeah, man. You know, it's weird you say that about newspapers. Do you remember when? Uh, I remember the first time I ever saw the USA Today. I fucking was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> newspapers could be color." Yeah, on every page. Yeah, I know. <laughs> on every page. Yeah, because when I was a kid, we we would get the San Francisco Chronicle, and the only thing that wasn't black and white was the, they called it the Sporting Green. So the sports page was green. Right. Because it got printed last, yeah. Yeah, and everything else was, you know, was black and white until they dropped that, you know, on my 14. I went on, God, I don't even remember when it was. I think I was just 12 or 13 when I saw my first USA Today. But man, yeah, funny. Do you know when the USA Today made, you know when the first issue of the USA Today was? 81. September 15th, 1982. Wow, look at me. Just had its 41st anniversary. Wow. This week. Crazy. Newspaper. Yeah, so I was 12. Color newspaper. Good Lord. What's a newspaper? <laughs> what Who is a newspaper? Who used to write the reviews for the USA Today? It was Mike Clark, because I used to read them every fucking Friday. Mike Clark. It sounds like it's such a fake name. Yeah. Or such an ordinary name. I, I went to school with three dudes named Mike Clark. Where you live? Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Three guys named Mike Clark. That's crazy. Not, and none of them were related. That's so weird. Fucking random fact for the day. <laughs> random fact for the day. Um, there, well, I mean, I can sit there and go down this list, but I just, I, I'll put this in the show notes. I'll put the the link to the 26th release uh, on Blu-ray.com because I can't possibly, we can't possibly dive into this because I'm not kidding you. There are um, a good solid 40 titles coming out. Hey, you're um, right. I'm looking at it. Good Lord. Right? I mean, again, granted, it's some re-releases in there. My buddy Valentine's getting a 4K, you know, box release as well as uh, just a standard 4K release. There's lots of stuff in there, but lots of anime, some smaller movies, um, all the Pennyworth show that we talked about that was on Max, giving us a little bit of... Uh, of uh, little Batman. Little Batman. 
little backstory. Yeah, which it wasn't. I watched two episodes of it. It wasn't bad. No, it's cool, man. It's one of the better. I mean, it, I, I really like the world they created on that show for sure. What's the same thing in Gotham? I thought the Gotham was solid. Like, was someone? Yeah, man. Talking I about like Gotham a lot. I, yeah. I watched uh, the first three episodes or first first three seasons, yeah. and then kind of fell off it. But um, mostly because I just got busy, and you know, I I, I think that's when. TV, you know, streaming and, it, you know, it got lost for me. Like, uh, but I do like Gotham quite a bit. We talk about it so much. I just have to say this. Uh, there's a steel book 4k for fright night coming out Tuesday as well. Yeah, man. So there you go. Now this oh, is, yeah. uh, this is, uh, it's, I don't know what, if they're doing anything special with this one, but I could have sworn. Ah, you know, it's weird. Why don't they just wait like two years? <laughs> <laughs> Again, that would be the 40th anniversary of it if they would just wait two years. No, because it's your 38th anniversary. Come oh, on. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was the 38th anniversary because that's a special one. It is special. Yes. <laughs> uh, so this weekend, the creator drops uh, at Beyond Fest, I guess, right? They're gonna, that's, where, that's where it's going to be here yeah. first. But yeah. um, I'm kind of excited about this movie. You know? Should be. We, yeah. I mean, it's funny. I just sent you a picture and I want you to look at it. All right, hold on. By the way, the the review for the for the four K Fright Night's already out, and Ooh. it's five out of five. Fuck yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's something else I have to put to my list. <laughs> Good thing is it's Sony putting it out, so th- this is not, gonna not going to be in short anywhere. supply, right? right? Yeah, exactly. In in six in four months, it'll be on sale uh, for ten. Hey, what bucks. am I looking at? Uh, just look at the picture I sent you, right? Yeah, and I'm going to read this to you. Gareth Edwards has cited such films as Apocalypse Now, Baraka. Blade Runner, Akira, Rain Man, The Hit, E.T. The, Extraterrestri- the Extraterrestrial, and Paper Moon as this film's sources of inspiration. But he also honestly forgot one, and I'm looking at this photo, and I want to know what, what do you think he forgot? Because it looks an awful lot like The Golden Child to me. <laughs> oh, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, man, and it's got some Golden Child vibes when you watch the uh, trailer. Maybe it's unintentional, because nobody would really, I don't think there's anybody on Earth that would... <laughs> intentionally cite the golden child except no. for maybe me if i made a movie but that's pretty golden <laughs> child looking right there i can pull the image from golden child it looks pretty pretty golden childy yeah. um the i do like that interesting thing that you said about paper moon if you've seen a trailer then i'm like yeah i get that even without even seeing much about the movie i get the paper moon yeah totally yeah that's yeah, actually I'm kind quite of excited a cool about idea this movie. i thought yeah. the trailer was fantastic sergio i saw it when sergio and i went we went to see indiana jones yeah. it was the first trailer we saw and i was like holy fuck what is this yeah. and uh, you know it seems like that was six months ago <laughs> because i yeah. feel like uh, i've been waiting for this movie to come out for quite a while and um i'm gonna do everything i can to see this on a big screen right and you should the title is so uninspired. <laughs> well, yeah, the title, like when I, when I see, it's funny because I couldn't remember for the life of me what it was called. I just kept thinking, I just knew it was Gareth Edwards and it was the Rogue One director, right? That's all I kept, that's all that was in my head. Right. And then I saw a poster for the creator and I was like, the creator? It seemed, because it sounds like, like you said earlier, it sounds like a faith-based movie. I was waiting for, like, you know, there to be, like, Jim Caviezel, like, as <laughs> Jesus on the poster or something else. Like, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. But it's not what I thought the movie was. But, I mean, maybe there, you know, maybe, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let you know if the title is better or worse after I see the movie. <laughs> okay. The Friday Night Steelbook 4K came out last year. This is a reissue. Oh, 
Wow. So they've already done a reissue of the new movie that came out last year. Uh, it's the same. It's just being repackaged in another steelbook. Well, it's because, you know, it's because of the strike. Sony's hurting, dude. Yeah. The covers are the fucking same to me. Oh, it's just, uh, it just says reprint. It's, hold on. Does it just okay, say, no. I'm not it, buying it then. Does it really just say reprint on it? Hold on. What does it say? They don't even have a cover for it. It just says, oh yeah, it says limited edition reprint. <laughs> well, there you go. There's your kickstart for you. The last one for September. Next episode will be hitting on Wednesday for Patreon. Wednesday. Friday, Friday for everybody. Very else. special September episode. We, we get to start diving into October's movies very soon. So I'm very, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Some stability on my schedule too to make, <laughs> make that a little bit easier. Also, there was a new Rolling Stones single that dropped. I'm can't, I actually quite liked it, and I'm kind of excited about their new record. Dude, yeah, I like the new song. I do too. Yeah, and I like the video a lot. Yeah, it's it's very reminiscent of like when Start Me Up came out, where it, yeah, and it just it took sounds, over. Yeah, yeah. It totally. It really has a very sort of classic uh, Stones um, sound to it. Without. You know, to me, they kind of fell off. I stopped really caring, like, or buying records. Uh, Bridges of Babylon, like, I don't know. Oh, before that for me, but yeah. I think that, I mean, I was cool with Steel Wheels because I think I, that's maybe the only time I've ever seen them in concert, or it was the first time I've seen them in concert. I've seen them twice since. One and only time for me. Yeah. Yeah. Was that with uh, Guns Roses and the Living Guns Color? And Guns and Living Color, yeah. Yeah, Living Color, dude, kind of stole the show, I thought. <laughs> hey, man. Well, yeah, because there uh, were there was so much inner turmoil going on with guns. That was because I was at the, the multiple shows that weekend, and the show that I saw at the, at the Coliseum down here was when Axel got up there and just said, just start ripping the people in the band for all the heroin use and stuff. It was yeah, it's funny. dirty I, laundry in front of the crowd. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Guns N' Roses and thought they were good live. Weirdly enough. And I've seen them like, yeah, I saw them like three or four times. I haven't seen them live and thought that out, out once they stopped doing club dates. Yeah. I mean, I saw the first time I saw them, then they were the best. And that was in a small club. Yeah. But uh, any, you know, any big show I saw them, I didn't think they were, yeah, they did, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, the band is good. It's just that. Yeah. It's rock and roll, dude. Sometimes, you know, there's just a lot of shit goes on in rock and roll. <laughs> So there you go. If you want to follow the show on the on the socials, it's at Karate Pod on Twitter or X or whatever the fuck you want to call it. By the way, it's not tweets anymore. It's reposts. Whatever. Yeah. I think they're going to start calling it Twizzler. Um, Twizzlers. No, Red Rope. Red Rope and Red Vines, please. Uh, please. No Twizzlers. Twizzlers taste like plastic. Yeah. Oh, so anyway, so <laughs> Karate Pod. <laughs> On Letterboxd and Insta. You can follow Corey on Insta at, uh, at uh, Culper97 on Letterboxd, Corey underscore Culp. If you'd like to follow me, you can follow me at Rock and Roll 33 on your Instagram. Or you can follow me at as the creator <laughs> at Letterboxd.com. <laughs> That's the creator at Letterboxd.com. The creator. 